The following program is intended to provide general information only, and its host, Tim Decker, recommends that you always seek competent professional guidance for financial, legal, and tax advice, as everyone's specific needs are unique. WHP Talk Radio 580 now presents Financial Freedom with Tim Decker from ISI Financial Group. A full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor. Talking about This is your financial show, Central PA, Financial Freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Well, good morning, everyone. Tim Decker here with you. JC, we're having a little bit of feedback. Uh, you may need, need to adjust something. There you go. You got it taken care of. Thank you. Welcome to Financial Freedom. Tim Decker here with you. Let me give you the phone numbers. If you have anything you'd like to discuss with me pertaining to your finances, would love to hear from you. You can reach me here at 717-540-0580. Uh, again, that's 717-540-0580 and toll-free 800 800- 724-5801. That's 800-724-5801. And if you would like to email me live here during the show with any questions or comments, you can reach me at ffradio at comcast.net. That's ff as in financial freedom, ffradio at comcast.net. And all we need when you call in or shoot me an email is your first name, where you're calling or emailing from, and whatever your question is. So uh, don't be shy. If I can help you in any way, you have any questions about your existing investments, anything you're considering, uh, questions about your retirement plan, mutual funds, ETFs, IRAs, Roth IRAs, annuities, municipal bonds, uh, strategies that you are considering. Uh, you want to bounce your current allocations off of me. Uh, though I can't give real detailed advice without knowing more about your personal overall financial situation, to the extent that I am able to here on the radio, I will do my very best to provide you with straightforward unbiased advice as it's my goal here on financial freedom to be your trusted resource for financial truths this is the program where unless i'm on vacation and we run a best of replay this program is live we don't have pre-recorded infomercials i don't have someone else on here lobbying me softballs uh, we have no intent of selling you anything getting you come to free lunch or free dinner seminars. Uh, those programs exist everywhere else, but you're not going to have that during this hour. It's you and I talking live and uh, as a 100% fee-only fiduciary, I am required to always make every effort to provide you with advice and guidance that is 
going to be in your best interest. So that's my pledge to you. The markets continue to surge, make new highs. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up over 200 points yesterday. Uh, markets continue to make records. Uh, are you participating? <clears throat> what are your thoughts on what's going on with these markets continuing to make new highs? Are you on the sidelines? Are you in the markets? Are you thinking about putting more in? Are you thinking about waiting until we have the next correction? What are your thoughts? What should your thoughts be? I mean, if you think about it, if you have some money in cash that you would like to invest, what do you do? I mean, <clears throat> it's been many, 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 many months. I think it was like over 40 months that we've gone without even a 5% correction. That's like the longest on record. Surely, surely we're going to have a decline here soon. Yes, no. Or how about the right answer? I have no clue. Nor do you have a clue, nor does anyone else have a clue. Now, everybody has opinions. Everybody can speculate. Everybody can guess. But as I've always tried to encourage you to do, you'd never want to make investment decisions based upon your speculating, anybody else's speculating, and instead, how you invest should always, always be tied to one thing. And it ties right into something that I want to share with you. And that is, listen very carefully. All successful investing is goal-focused and planning-driven, while all unsuccessful investing is market-focused and performance-driven. Let me say that again. All successful investing is goal-focused and planning driven while all unsuccessful investing is market focused and performance driven where are you focused how are you investing what determines what you do with monies that you have right now how do you decide if you should invest or wait have you thought about decreasing your exposure to stocks? Well, according to the most recent data, as mentioned in the Wall Street Journal, we are now beginning to see that retail investors, that's the ordinary mom and pops, are now beginning to jump on the bandwagon. And frankly, although I have no idea when we are going to be facing the next market decline, and I mean that, I have no idea. It could be next week. It could be next month. It could be next year. It could be five, ten years from now. I absolutely, unequivocally, honestly, and I'm telling you the truth, that's what you're going to get here, I promise you, no hype, no slick sales talk, just straightforward truth. 
I or anyone else have any idea when we're going to face the next market decline. But what I do know is from a historical perspective, retail investors, again, that being you and I, mom and pops, everyday investors, those that are non-institutional investors, are very reliably consistent in getting to the party late. We saw this in the late 90s, early 2000, when tech stocks kept going up and up and up. Individual investors started throwing caution to the wind and chasing and jumping in. And we are now beginning to see that more and more. And we've been seeing that, obviously, with the craze of cryptocurrency, but we're now also seeing it as it pertains to stocks. I'm sitting here looking at the American Association of Individual Investors survey, as reported by Barron's this weekend, and bullish sentiment amongst individual investors is now all the way up to 54.1%. Only 21% now, when surveyed, said they are bearish. And when you look at institutional investors, when you look at survey conducted by a company called Market Vane out of Pasadena, California, <clears throat> that's showing 72% of investors are bullish. And then when you look at Consensus Inc., which is another survey, they're showing 76%. So regardless of what survey you look at, the majority of individuals and institutional investors out there are quite bullish on the markets now. And I will just ask you this. You've heard me talk about this before. Why is it that the higher prices go, people become more optimistic on the future of where prices are going to go and how much higher they're going to go, but when prices are going down and have gone down, most investors are choosing and historically have chosen to stay away. Think about it. Why is that? Okay, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about what, what can you do as an investor right now. If you have monies that you want to invest or you are invested with these markets being at record highs and continuing to make record highs, what are some things that you can do and should consider doing if you want to make non-emotional, wise, time-tested decisions? Okay, we'll take our first break. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. If you have something you'd like to discuss with me, you can call me here at 717-540. 0580 that's 717-540-0580 or toll free 800-724-5801 or you can email me at ffradio at comcast.net we'll be right back simple straightforward advice and answers financial information you can trust this is financial freedom with tim decker on whp 580 
your financial show, Central PA, Financial Freedom, on WHP 580. All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning here in Central Pennsylvania and wherever you are, whether it be in Pennsylvania or in other states or even outside the U.S., uh, thank you for making us part of your your morning. Okay, the statement that I mentioned earlier is going to tie into what I just asked you before the break, and that is with the markets continuing to make record after record after record, and now with signs of sentiment showing that more and more people are jumping on board, how, how should one either consider changing your investments, if you should, or if you have monies that potentially you could invest, do you sit and you wait? Because eventually we're going to have a correction. We know that. We just don't know when. Or do you just hold your nose and invest it and hope that uh, the day after the market doesn't go down? I mean, how do you... How do you handle this? Kind of makes you feel like a deer in the headlights. Well, let me just read to you one more time what I read to you earlier and see if you can derive from this what I'm going to strongly recommend that you do as a investor. Again, I said all successful investing is goal-focused and planning-driven while all unsuccessful investing is market-focused and performance-driven. So let's start with the second part of that statement. If all successful investing focuses on what's going on in the markets and focuses on performance, if that's unsuccessful, which we know is because what that really is is market timing which is poisonous which is a has been demonstrated over and over again no one can reliably time the market do people get lucky once in a while absolutely you know what the the dangerous thing about getting lucky in the world of investing is the dangerous thing is is your mind will play games on you and you'll hear this voice in the back of your mind saying, you know what? See, I can do that. Maybe I've got it figured out. Maybe I can outsmart the market. Maybe I can pick certain stocks that will outperform the markets. Maybe I can, maybe I can decide when to get out of the market because look, I did it. I've done it before. I can do it again. That is dangerous. That is poisonous. That's called mistaking luck with skill. And it's been said, and I forget who said it, but I, I think it's one of the wisest things when it comes to investing, and that is Wall Street's biggest lie is selling luck as though it were skill. And it happens all the time. 
So if unsuccessful investing is focusing on what's going on in the markets and focusing on performance, we know we do not want to make any investment decisions tied to market noise, where markets are at right now, nor do we want to make any decisions based upon recent performance. So what what is it that we use as our guide? How do we decide how to invest if we're going to invest right now? How do we decide if we should change our allocations? Maybe you've had a a, a, a nice run-up in your stock allocations in your investments and you know what what maybe was a 60% stock 40% bond portfolio has now just gone up and up and up or now maybe your stock holdings are 75% versus where they were a few years ago at 60% and maybe your bond holdings have come down so what do you do well my friend you do now as the markets are making record highs do you do the same thing that you would have done a year ago you do the same thing that you would have done five years ago and you do the same thing that I would have had you do and you would have heard me recommending that you do right on this very show even back in March of 2009, when the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 stock market here in the U.S. had been going down for almost a year and a half, from peak to trough, starting that decline in October 2007, subsequently going down the end of 2007, 2008, and about 55% lower bottoming out in March oh nine. What should you have been doing then? Well, the good news is the same thing that you should be doing now, the same thing you should be doing a few years ago. And it's the first part of that statement that I just read to you when it says all successful investing is goal-focused and planning-driven in contrast to market-focused and performance-driven. So what does that mean in practical terms? What that means is you sit down, you review your goals, you review and update your financial plan if it's to be updated. If you do not have a plan, which I know most of you do not, or if you do have a plan, it's a, uh, a get-by plan plan many people that i meet with for the first time they think it's a plan and most often if they've worked with an advisor um it's been nothing more than a proposal designed to get them into certain types of investments that's not a plan okay what i'm talking about is you sit down you outline where do you want to be five years from now 20 years from now the rest of your life what type of a retirement income do you need now and what are you going to need looking years out what about how much money you want to save for charitable planning what about monies 
that you might want for travel and vacation. Whatever your specific passions and your goals are, you first make sure that you identify what those are. Once you've done that, you then plug in and look at everything that you currently have right now. So we start with where do we want to go, where do we want to end up, what are the goals that we want to accomplish, and then we lay out where are we right now. Just like if you're going to go on a trip. Where do we want to go? Here's where we're going to start. What's the most efficient way to get there? Once we know where we want to go and we outline where we're at, we then break down what types of returns do we need to achieve those goals. And we also identify the timeliness of those goals. Because any goals that we need monies for within the next year, five years, eight to ten years, how that money is invested is different than how the money should potentially be invested for income we're going to need 10 years out, 15 years out, income for the rest of our life. And once we then identify when these goals need to be realized, the timeliness of these goals, then this plan can serve as our guide to answer what we were just asking earlier. How do we invest right now? So if you came to me and you had 500000 or a million or whatever, first thing we would do before we even talk about how we invest it is we would start with a plan, get your goals, find out where you want to be, plug in your Social Security, plug in any pensions, take into consideration everything. And once we have done that, we would plug in some reasonable, reasonable, erring on the conservative side, expected returns going forward, and find out what type of returns we need to achieve. And then, then and only then, would we then come up with what type of allocation do we need to build to support that? And one of the things that we really emphasize in our firm, and that I would strongly suggest that you do, and whether you're working with another advisor or you're trying to do this on your own, is I would encourage you, make sure that you have a minimum of 7 to 10 years worth of what you're going to need over the next year, five, seven, and ten years, whatever you're going to need monies for over the next seven to ten years, I strongly encourage you to not have that in stocks whatsoever, but instead, instead have that part of your portfolio at a minimum in safe, stable, short-term and intermediate-term government bonds, because think about this if we invest right now following strategies that I just outlined where we know that we've got at least seven to ten years worth that's not in stocks making sure we have enough in those short-term and intermediate term safe government bonds that historically not only hold up when the stock market goes down but as we saw in 2008 
actually went up as much as 5 to 10%. If you have that in there, you can invest with confidence right now, knowing that the market could go down the day after. We could go through a major correction. But because you had at least 7 to 10 years worth of what you need that's not in stocks and is in the safe stable government type bonds that is what's going to allow you to not worry about what's going on in the stock market next week next year three years from now because we've got many many years taken care of that is how you get through market declines that's how you can invest with confidence with absolute confidence and sleep well at night right now if you allow your plan to serve as your guide, or as I like to say, if your portfolio is the servant of your plan, because what you've done is your plan has already accounted for and has baked into it, has built into it, the inevitable declines that we know will take place. That is how you invest in all markets, whether the market's at all-time high, whether we're in a bear market, you always start with your plan, and your plan should serve as your guide. Okay, we're going to go to the news. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. You can reach me at 717-540-0580 or toll-free 800-724-5801 or email me here at ffradio at comcast.net. We'll be right back. If you have a question about your finances or your financial future, give us a call right now at 540-0580 or toll-free at 1-800-724-5801. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. Lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. I'll help you. your finances you can lean on me that's why i'm here with you each and every saturday i want to help you and i sincerely mean that any way that i can help you i want to be your trusted resource for financial truths and uh don't hesitate to uh ask me anything if it's important to you relating to you and your family's Financial security, I promise I will make it important to me. Okay, before we go back to Herb, and then we, uh, I have an email from Barbara, uh, let me just make one follow-up comment to what I mentioned before the break. So if you have monies right now that you are thinking about investing, I, I provided you with an explanation, which is go back to your plan. Look at your plan. If you don't have a plan, there's no excuse. You've been you've been hearing me harp on this for decades now. Go get a financial plan. Sit down with a fee only, and the keyword is only, not fee based, a fee only financial advisor who will put in writing that they will serve as a fiduciary, not part time, but all the time, a twenty four hour fiduciary who's paid by you and you alone to help you 
discuss what are your goals and to take those goals to plug in all your current holdings, your investments, your social security, to you know, everything and come up with a plan. I can promise you. I can promise you. In fact, we guarantee it. We tell people if we help help you and you pay us to help you develop a detailed, holistic, goal-oriented financial plan. If we go through that process and you pay us, if after we go through it, you can look me in the eye or one of my other advisors and say, you know what, this was not helpful, you don't owe us a dime. You do not owe us a dime. That is how how certain I am after having, you know, having helped tens of thousands of people over the years, I've seen what a financial plan can do. So if you have a plan, that plan will always be able to answer for you when you have monies, how should you invest it? But then also, and this is the thing that I wanted to add, if you currently do not have monies that you need to invest or considering investing, your plan will still serve as to letting you know right now whether or not your investment should be changed. Simply by, if you have a written target allocation as to how much you should have in stocks and bonds and small cap and large cap and value and growth, how much in international large and how much in emerging markets and how much in a real estate fund, if you have that portfolio and you have target percentages that you've built for those, those target percentages being determined by what type of returns do you need to achieve for, you guessed it, for you to achieve your goals, that's what should guide that, then you should have a process in place that regularly monitors that. And when any of those investment holdings that you own, anytime they get too far above or too far below the predetermined targets, you simply balance it. And by following that and ignoring, ignoring what's going on, whether the market's making new highs, whether it's going down, whether it's flat, ignore that. Because your financial plan and your goals are what guides and should guide how you invest, the percentage of what you have in each type of investment, and what's going on with markets right now should have no bearing on it. And you know why? Because nobody knows what the markets are going to do next week, next six months, next year. But if you invest according to your plan, it doesn't matter. Because short-term and intermediate goals and objectives you're going to have enough money set aside in those beautiful, beautiful, safe, short-term and intermediate-term government bonds, and that's what will allow you to sleep well at night while everyone else around you is talking about what's going on in the markets. It's going up, it's going up, oh, I'm missing out, or, oh, you know, the market's going to go down, and sure enough, it goes down. If you're invested soundly and properly following that plan, and being disciplined to stick to that plan, you're going to become free. You're going to become free from worrying about all that stuff. And that's 
the purpose of this program. That's why it's called Financial Freedom. It's my goal to help you quit procrastinating, take the steps to get your financial house in order. Okay, let's go to Herb. Hi, Herb. Uh, how can I help you? And I appreciate your patience, sir. I uh, do appreciate you taking my call. Um, I have uh, thought that uh, I was a pretty savvy investor. Um, managing mine and my wife's investments over the years, um, doing, you know, a lot of what you recommend, uh, uh, diversification and uh, uh, balancing my investments um, based on the percentages you recommend. However, I also have the problem where I listen to some uh, uh, chatter uh, and uh, took uh, half of one of my investments Mm-hmm. Uh, and converted to uh, cash out of fear that the market uh, was going to go into a severe correction, which never happened. In fact, quite the opposite has occurred. And how long my ago, wife has been, what's that? How long ago, Herb, uh, did you make that conversion to cash? I'm just curious. I think it was about two years ago. Okay, okay. Um, now, now, the thing is, uh, my wife has been uh, uh, talking about wanting to get a professional advisor for some time, and uh, I think it's probably um, time for us to to make that move. And and along those lines, uh, I have two questions uh, sure. based on on what you've had to say so far today in your program. Uh, the first question is: You talk about a fee only advisor, and I've I've always been curious: How does a fee only advisor? Um, calculate their fee. Is it an hourly rate or is it based on some other calculation? Okay. And then I have another question. Sure, sure. Um, if you don't mind, and I know you were on hold, but uh, we've got to go to this hard break. If you if you would kindly hold through the break, it won't take long. We'll pick it right back up, and I'd be happy to answer that. That would be Fair great. Enough? Thanks. Okay. Sure. All right. JC, let's go to our last break. When we come back, we'll pick right back up with Herb. A lot of financial advisors won't want you to hear what we say. This is the financial show that represents you, not Wall Street. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. All right, welcome back. Final segment of Financial Freedom. Let me go right back to Herb. Herb, I appreciate your patience very much, sir. You may continue on. And I think the first thing, uh, I think what you asked me, is and correct me if I'm wrong. Um, how, if you work with a fee-only advisor, what are or what is the way or the ways that a fee-only financial advisor is compensated? Is that what you had asked? Yes. Okay. Um, the first thing is the the the, the importance of having a fee only advisor the key word in that is only and the reason i just want to make sure and i think you are aware of this but for the benefit of everyone else there is a lot of confusion in wall street and financial service firms and insurance companies and banks and uh accounting firms i mean all these different people out there are responsible for confusing consumers and 
and and and not doing a good job because frankly they don't want most consumers to know that there is a huge difference between a fee-based advisor and a fee-only advisor and a fee-based advisor means they can charge fees and receive compensation from other sources as well whether it be commissions whether it be kickbacks whatever versus a fee-only advisor means that the only way the only way thus the keyword only that they're compensated is by sitting on your side of the t table looking out for you and being paid by you alone just like if you are working with uh, your attorney or your accountant unless these accountants happen to be some of these now that are now getting into selling investments which I think I mean I just think that's full of conflicts of interest but putting that aside a fee-only advisor is paid by you and you alone for advice and or services now how they are paid <clears throat> can be a combination of several ways they can be paid like at 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 our firm we will work for individuals if somebody just wants to work with us on a consulting basis we'll simply do it on an hourly arrangement you want an hour pay for an hour if you want to have two or three hourly appointments well then we'll just do it hourly so that's one way another way is if if a financial advisor is going to then agree to if we agree to help somebody actually manage all of their wealth all of their investments and tie it all in then we will work also for the, our ongoing services of monitoring the investments rebalancing doing the tax management of it doing all of that and that typically is a percentage of the amount of the assets so if it's a million dollars and let's just use real simple math here <clears throat> if it's one percent then it would automatically come out annually or in our case we do a little bit each quarter but it comes out at the arrear each quarter tied to the value of the account so it can be an hourly it can be and or a percentage of the wealth that is managed if if they end up helping you with that the other is financial planning only in our firm we will help somebody implement and develop a written financial plan very detailed very holistic and there's a fixed fee for that that includes like up to seven hours and then when you're done you have a plan and then you have a choice do you then want to take that plan and use that as a guide to then try to build your own investments and do the ongoing rebalancing and all that on your own or do you then want to use that plan and have the advisor help you? So in summary, the three ways that typically working with a fee-only advisor that you can pay them for their services depending upon what you want and or need. If you just want a review or you want consulting, you can do that on an hourly arrangement. You can do financial planning on a fixed fee up to a certain amount of hours or if you work together uh, where, where where they're actually going to be helping you with the ongoing wealth management and implementing everything and taking care of everything ongoing, then typically that is some type of percentage of the overall assets. Does that answer That's that? Great, it does. Now uh, along those lines, to 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 reach a decision on which um, service arrangement uh, to agree upon, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, are your advisors able to to help an investor uh, to uh, focus their goals and and help to come up with a plan? In other words, are you are you able to help them um, figure out what their goals are? Oh, sure, sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, it sounds like I'll be needing to give you a call. Well, whether it's us or someone else, um, just make sure whoever you work with that you get something in writing. And this is what's called a Form ADV. That's short for advisor, Form ADV brochure. That is the legal brochure filed with the Securities Exchange Commission. And that is something that will outline exactly how they are paid, the services that they offer, and what you want to make sure is, again, that they are a fee-only advisor. And I take it a step further, Herb, and recommend that you get something in writing that they sign that says that they are indeed a fee-only advisor and they will sign a fiduciary oath to always look out for you and your wife and put your best interest first at all times and receive no kickbacks from anyone else, and this job is to look out for you guys alone. Okay? If somebody's interested in using your services, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, best thing is just go to our website. It's isifinancialgroup.com. That's isifinancialgroup.com. Thank you. You're welcome, Herb. I sincerely wish you the very, very best for you and your wife, okay? Thank you, sir. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, uh, Barbara... You had sent me an email. I apologize. We ran out of time. Um, If you will email me or call me next week, I promise you I will answer your question first. Thank you. Have a great day. We'll be with you next week.